Welcome to episode 85 of Between the Times, a podcast of Christ Church Presbyterian. Uh, we are glad to be with you today. Uh, I'm sitting here with Dr. Gabriel uh, Williams, a tenured professor at College of Charleston, and, uh, and also Mr. Michael Bauer, recent graduate of Reformed Theological Seminary in Charlotte, the best seminary in the country uh, that many great minds come out of. Uh, <laughs> and uh, my name is John Payne. I'm the pastor of Christ Church. And uh, we want to talk uh, briefly today about um, the Sabbath. Uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Uh, Christians uh, memorize the Ten Commandments. Uh, many traditions confess the Ten Commandments uh, in their church services and in uh, their catechisms. And yet when we look around, uh, we don't see much difference between the way that Christians uh, behave and non-Christians behave on the Sabbath in terms of the way uh, that we spend our time. And uh, so rather than get into the, the, the nitty-gritty of the, the a biblical defense of the Sabbath or, or the theology of the Sabbath, we wanted to talk a little bit about just simply what are we supposed to be doing on the Sabbath. Um, now, the, the, the obvious thing is that we're supposed to gather together uh, and to worship uh, as, as a church. And of course, uh, with Reformed convictions, uh, seeing the patterns in the Old Testament of the morning and evening sacrifice, uh, seeing that it's the Lord's day, not the Lord's morning. It's the Sabbath day, not the Sabbath morning. We have morning and evening worship, something that's been uh, a, a highlight of almost all Christian traditions, uh, but certainly in the Reformed tradition. Uh, but one thing that, that comes up is people ask, well, what do, we, what do we do between the services? Let's say, for the sake of argument, there's, there are, there's a believer and, he, and he, he's committed to morning and evening worship, to bookending the Lord's Day with public worship and the means of grace. But then what to do in between the services? Um, and uh, our, I think our confession gives us some, uh, some guidance in that, doesn't it? Yeah, the Westminster Larger Catechism uh, in question 117 uh, says, How is the Sabbath or the Lord's Day to be sanctified? And the Divine's answer, The Sabbath or Lord's Day is to be sanctified by a holy resting all the day. Not only from such works are as at all times sinful, but even from such worldly employments and recreations as are on other days lawful, and making it our delight to spend the whole time, except so much of it as is to be taken up in works of necessity and mercy, in the public and private exercises of God's worship. And to that end, we are to prepare our hearts, and with such foresight, diligence, and moderation, to dispose and seasonably dispatch our worldly business that we may be the more free and fit for the duties of that day. So interestingly, the first thing that we need to talk about, uh, if we're going to have a Sabbath set apart unto the Lord, mm -hmm. is how do you prepare for that? Right, if right. you don't prepare for that, then, you know, what does Sunday turn into? And maybe we can talk about that for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Sure. When I, when I think about preparation, I think about the fact that you can view, well, I think a proper way to view the Sabbath is that because it's the first day of the week, that means all your other weekly activities are shaped so that you can observe the Sabbath. Right. And so uh, our own, uh, in my family, our own way of doing this is uh, the kids go to bed about a half an hour earlier than normal. Um, and that's primarily because uh, we want them to be pretty well rested and because on Sunday morning, I wake up around 6.30, I shave, I pray, read the Word, and then it takes uh, all of us together about an hour and a half or some change to get together. 
What it also means is that the cooking schedule is different. So um, many people at Christchurch know this. My kids come to uh, Lord's Day worship with their lunches. So that means we have to prepare their lunch around 7 a.m. <laughs> to get that finished so that they're not starving by the time that the service ends. And we know what happens when kids get hungry <laughs> around 12, they get antsy. So <laughs> it's the job of the parents to you know plan for that essentially. So that means the night before, uh, the duties that uh, are practical would be making sure we have gas in the car, uh, making sure we have the stuff for the kids' lunches, making sure we have our lunch stuff prepared. And then from there, uh, it's our job, me and my wife, is that we basically figure out we need to go to bed earlier than normal. And so my personal routine that happens is I make sure that any work-related function is basically done by 8.30 or 9 p.m. because I need the time for my thoughts to kind of wind down, essentially. Because what has happened in the past is that I may work to 11.30 p.m. and then shut down and go to sleep, and all my work is still in my mind. And so I think the preparation that's in view here has to be the preparation of the soul. Have you finished off the task for the previous week, and do you see this as a new week, meaning the week is done, you now focus your attention upon that which is of the most importance, and then that means you go into Lord's Day basically with a fresh mind. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, that's part of my preparation, and that goes with prayer that happens beforehand, it's a meditation on something. So because we do communion uh, every Lord's Day, I have a large collection of communion meditations that I go through and it's like 400 words read it think about it go to sleep wake up it's still in your mind it works great and so that's my own kind of preparatory pattern yeah so uh, for our listeners uh, as I said before the the Lord's Day the concept of the Lord's Day while it is very much embedded in the Ten Commandments while it's reinforced in the New Covenant. Uh, it is not on the radars of your typical believer, your sure. average believer. And so what you're hearing about is, is that to, to take the Lord's Day seriously, to obey the Lord, and to recognize that this is a gift to God's people from the Lord, that we might uh, set apart this time in order to fellowship with God and His people in a very concentrated way, uh, that you must prepare for that because, yeah, our lives get busy, right? And there are lots of errands that need to be done. The yard needs to be, uh, you know, the lawn needs to be mowed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, rooms need to be cleaned up. Uh, there are various things that need to happen. So if if Sunday is not going to become junk time day, mm-hmm. time to get everything done you hadn't gotten done during the week, then you've got to prepare mm-hmm. so that the day is truly set apart unto the Lord. Uh, so we had, over the years, have had several of these same kinds of, of things that you're mentioning here, Gabe. Uh, uh, one thing that we'll do as well is uh, in our family worship the night before, I will actually uh, discuss this, the, the passage or passages that I'm going to be preaching on so as to give the kids especially a, a kind of a taste of what they're going to hear the next day. I know a lot of families will do that as well when they know what the next passage the pastor is preaching on. Um, uh, and... Uh, and then, of course, we will uh, make sure that a lot of these different things around the house are finished so that we're not having to worry about that 
On the Lord's Day, we'll often have people over to the house on Sunday, so we want to make sure that everything's cleaned up and ready. Uh, inevitably, when you're having people in your home, you're doing various activities oh, yeah. to get ready and all of that on the Lord's Day itself in the morning uh, and while they're there. But that's a part of the service uh, to the people of God and, and to whoever else may be coming into your uh, to your home. Uh, so getting enough rest, you had mentioned that, yeah. Gabe. Same yeah. is so important to make sure that we get enough sleep so that it's... Uh, one of my pastors used to say, if you watch Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, you're going to be Sunday morning dead because uh, you're going to be so tired. Um, I hear of a lot of Christians staying up to all hours watching movies and this and that, and that's not a good way to prepare for the Sabbath. You'll be sleepy on the Lord's Day. Um, uh, so that's good, Pre- preparing for the Sabbath. How about uh, actually between services then what are some activities that uh, we could do i mentioned one having people in your home showing hospitality loving on people by uh feeding them and and having them around the table and discussing the lord and getting to know each other better that's 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 encouraging what are some other things we could do on the lord's day well well, I think the the flip side of that is important as well. Is um, a lot of times we, especially as Christians, focus on hospitality and, and inviting people into our homes, and that's one wonderful thing. We also have to be willing to go to other people's homes as well, <laughs> allow others to show their gifts of hospitality. Yes, so I think. On the yeah, Lord's I invite Day, myself to people's homes all the yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're just wanting them to exercise their gifts. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, so uh, o- opening yourself up, especially those people who might not be comfortable going to someone's home or, or might feel um, like it's not, not something that they're used to doing. Um, so doing that, allowing yourself to do that, um, not, not, not inviting yourself over, but saying yes when someone does invite you yeah. um, and making that a point to get to know people in a better way. And you'd mentioned uh, as you read the confession that the three things that the confession encourages us with is on the Lord's Day is works of mercy, mm-hmm. works of necessity, and works of piety, right? right? So works of piety would include, of course, going to church, mm-hmm. but also reading a good book. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. maybe there's a, a book that you set aside just for Lord's just Day reading. Sunday. Just for Sunday reading. That was so beneficial during my time in seminary. Is mm. I would intentionally set aside my books that I had to read for class. I wouldn't pick any of them up on the Lord's Day. It's good. Um, I I was overwhelmed with the amount of reading I had to do, but still would would set that aside and read something that um, either that was interesting to me, something that I, I would want to learn about, or um, something that I knew was going to be beneficial to my soul that wasn't required reading. Yes. And just taking that time to do so. Yeah, so a Christian biography, mm-hmm. a devotional reading, some doctrine, uh, lots of things that can really, something that really encourages your soul as well. You know, some people talk about, well, can I, can I watch TV, uh, watch movies, you know, on the Lord's Day? Well, um, you have to ask yourself, first of all, you know, is it encouraging your soul, your spiritual mm-hmm. life? So, so if someone said, Pastor John, can I watch a movie on the Lord's Day? I'd say, uh, sure, just make sure it's something that is a Christian emphasis. So there are movies like Luther, or there are documentaries about the reformers, or you know, watch something that's going to be encouraging mm-hmm. to your soul or for your kids as well. Uh, growing up, though, our kids, you know, they, they never watch movies on the Lord's Day. That's just never been something we've done. We always have made it clear this is the day the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice in Him. We're going to delight in Him. We're going to focus on Him. We're not going to watch uh, movies, uh, something we could watch the next night, fine, but not not, not on the Lord's Day. Um, so between services, uh, uh, make sure that the day doesn't just become like any other day. Right. Really make the day special. Um, 
Uh, it, it may include fellowship. It may include going and, and visiting someone at a nursing home. It may include taking someone a meal. Uh, it may include, a, for me, a pastor, a pastoral visit of some kind. Uh, uh, and then sometimes you have to get the ox out of the ditch as well, right? Sometimes on the Lord's Day, the ox is in the proverbial ditch and um, a pipe bursts and you can't yeah. come to church and you're fixing a pipe all day. Yeah. It's terrible, but that's... It happens. This works in necessity. Yeah. Unavoidables, yes. yeah. circumstances and emergencies. Yes. Uh, one of the things we do, and I'm sure there are a lot of uh, parents who have the same uh, sort of views here, is... Some uh, between the services we use it uh, usually for some type of family instruction, and so our oldest uh, Alexandria, we've been taking her through a character shaping sort of curriculum, and so it basically does a particular Christian virtue, and it basically hones in on it uh, essentially for a twelve week span mm. or such. And so over the years, we've done things like uh, courage. Uh, humility and things like that yeah. and so on either sun either right before the service or right after the service uh, we would go through that particular sort of character uh, building thing because again uh, we want to get the impression that uh, for her that this day is unique and different than other days you have uh, throughout the week also for us we introduce uh, catechism questions so we do basically one catechism question for the week now and we usually introduce that either on Sunday afternoon or after church or something like that. Yeah. But the point is that um, if you have young kids, there are a number of good ways to kind of get them involved. And so uh, those are two things. Very recently, we've started uh, getting Alexandria to uh, take notes in the sermon. So we ask questions and see if she understands parts of the sermons. And that means on the drive back home or um, at the actual, when we're at home, we can actually ask the questions again to see if she understood what was being said. And that it's helpful so they can make sure your kids aren't basically checking out for yeah. <laughs> 35, yeah. 40 yeah. minutes yeah. Uh, in a sermon. And probably the last thing, uh, you know, everyone's different, but we also take a nap <laughs> between yeah. services. Yeah. So uh, we get home usually around 1 p.m., the kids are asleep at 2.15, and then Lisa and I are asleep at 2.45. We need to nap because we get up in about 45 minutes, and we do the same thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 3.30, right. they're up, and that means their dinner's at 4 p.m. They have to eat uh, in 30 minutes, and then yeah. we get in the car at 4.50 to get to church on yeah. time. So, yeah, it's a, so the, the nap in between is basically saying, you know, we don't want, to miss, we don't want this to drag out and become... Mm-hmm. A situation where the kids are basically burned out. Take a nap, get yourself refreshed, get a snack, get dinner, because mm-hmm. you're going back uh, to evening worship. And that's the other thing we do between services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope what our listeners are hearing is that uh, this is not a negative view of the Lord's Day. This is not a asking, you know, what can't we do? Um, uh, why can't I do this? Uh, why can't I do that? or having a list of, of, of negative rules. It's a positive outlook. It's, it's you know, responding to, as Isaiah 58, delight yourselves uh, in me on the Sabbath, delight yourselves in the Sabbath, and delight yourself in the Lord. Um, that is what the Lord's Day is all about. It, it's a positive outlook to say, 
we want to spend this day that the Lord has given to us um, to keep it holy, sanctified, separate from the ordinary days. We don't want it to be Saturday with church in the morning, as it were. Uh, we, we don't want it to be the Lord's hour or the Lord's morning. It's the Lord's day, hence the bookending of the day with morning and evening worship. And then being intentional, I hope that's what you're hearing here, is being intentional and purposeful about what happens between the services so as not to lose uh, the spiritual uh, frame and emphasis uh, that the day is meant to, to have. And, and so this, this doesn't mean, of course, that you can't you know, go for a walk with your family or throw the ball in the backyard with your, your kid and, uh, or uh, you know, uh, talk about different things going on in your lives. Uh, this is not some legalistic outlook, it's, it's a, but it's a focused and a purposeful one that begins the day before. Mm, right. uh, as we were mentioning, uh, that we prepare for this so as not to be overwhelmed with, you know, uh, uh, an overgrown lawn and too much laundry and whatever on the Lord's Day when we could have taken care of that the day before. Mm-hmm. What often happens in Amer- American forms of evangelicalism is Saturday uh, becomes kind of recreation day and Sunday becomes errand and uh, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of uh, let's take care of all the loose ends day. Uh, and then we have Monday, everything starts over again in terms of kids in school or whatever. Uh, that's really a non-Christian way to approach the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's no Sabbath at all. Yeah. Um, and by the way, some want to say, well, it's a Sabbath. I'm going to rest. I'm going to stay home from church and rest because I'm tired. If you're thinking that, just know this. That is anti-biblical <laughs> to think that. The rest that's being spoken of is a rest in Christ. It's an active rest, as it were. It's a resting and abiding in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you never do that more than when you are sitting under the preaching of the word and, and, and coming to the Lord's table and with God's people on the Lord's day. That is resting in Christ concentrated. Uh, so uh, don't buy into this idea that rest just means you take an eight-hour nap on the Lord's day and you're resting uh, it, resting is a resting in Christ and a resting from your ordinary work and right. duties uh, unless you are in, a, in an occupation that, uh, where you, you have to do that. Um, uh, so anyway, I, I hope from this you recognize this is a positive, Christ-centered, uh, delighting in God approach to the Lord's Day. And what happens between services it is important to keep a spiritual frame. Well, thank you so much for joining us again on Between the Times, and we hope that you will be with us next time.